0: Just a reminder, here at That's So Chronic, we are dedicated to sharing personal stories. We are not advocating any type of treatment, therapy, procedure or intervention. Everyone is unique, so please seek professional medical advice before making any decisions for yourself or for others. Welcome to That's So Chronic, the podcast where I, Jess Bryan, interview some incredible people from around the world that are thriving, and sometimes only just surviving, with chronic illnesses, life-changing injuries, and potentially disastrous diagnoses. Today, we are heading to Wellington, as I'm chatting to one of my good friends, Maria Williams. Maria is a comedian and a teacher, and is also living with a diagnosis of ADHD, In this episode, Maria takes us on a journey from the diagnosis of ADHD that she was convinced was a misdiagnosis to the more recent diagnosis at 32 years old. Maria also explains her symptoms, her frustration at going undiagnosed for so long, how she manages her ADHD and she leaves us with some advice. Maria also talks about why she's so passionate about spreading awareness and gives us a bit of an insight into her upcoming comedy show, ADHD, The Musical. Welcome to That's So Chronic. (laughs) I've got the giggles now. Okay, just need to come. This is like, not the first, but... One of the first like, really good friends that I've interviewed. So it's like such a different... Because normally they're strangers.
1: Uh, <laughs> and you're like, I've got to be professional. Yeah. And this time you're like, fuck it. Oh, excuse my language. I shouldn't swear, should I?
0: No, you can swear. Oh, great. Anyway, Maria Williams. Welcome to That's So Chronic. I was trying to think back to when we met and when we became friends. And I honestly cannot, for the life of me, work out when that situation would have been. But I did unlock a memory of us hanging out all the time and going to the library and we entered a competition and we were like so determined that we were going to win. And it was something to do with like share a photo of your favourite Wellington spot. And it was us at the library (laughs) and we didn't win.
1: How rude. I know. Because obviously the library is the best spot to hang out. Yeah, I don't remember where I met you either specifically, but I do remember that I would go to all these. Shows and events and gigs, and I would notice you were all of them. Oh. And I was like, I always would go by myself, and you would always <laughs> go by yourself. And I'd be like, Who's that girl? And how do I de- befriend her? Because we <laughs> clearly have all the same tastes and everything. Yeah, and no friends. And no friends, exactly. <laughs> and then I don't know how we actually cross paths, but no. maybe it was maybe it was fringe. Maybe I don't know. It was.
0: It's a mystery. But anyway, we're friends, so welcome. (laughs)
1: Thank you so much. It's great to be here.
0: Now, if people don't know you, you are a comedian. You're also a teacher. And as I was Googling you, I was reading some articles and remembering things about you. And you have also studied quite a few different things in your life, which is super exciting. And we might even chat a little bit about that today but you are also living with a diagnosis of ADHD or attention deficit hyperactivity disorder mm. which we're going to chat more about today. Great. Like, where do we start? Is diagnosis even the beginning?
1: Aye, aye, aye. Where do we start? Is diagnosis the beginning of ADHD?
0: Yeah or had you been experiencing symptoms um, before?
1: Oh no I absolutely came out <laughs> of the womb with ADHD. I just like many women have been was diagnosed this year at thirty two. Okay, which is exciting and fucking frustrating and really annoying. Yeah, but we've made it.
0: Mm-hmm. So talk us through this diagnosis.
1: I, oh, it's to be honest, it's it's quite a long story. I was kind of a very hyperactive or like difficult child, but I also knew how to behave and I went to catholic school and I and I was very like okay these are the rules I will follow the rules I'll be a good girl yeah. so I clearly knew how to mask myself anyway I mean I could I could when, when I got my diagnosis I had written about 20 pages of like here is proof that I have ADHD throughout my whole life every day yeah there's something but what actually happened was Last year, my counsellor who I was talking to was like, have you ever considered ADHD? And I was like, ugh, look. <laughs> I've got diagnosed before, but it wasn't correct. Oh. oh. And I feel stupid even saying this. But what had happened was I actually got diagnosed in the US oh. when I was there on exchange, on university exchange in yeah.
0: 2013.
1: But With ADHD? With ADHD, yes. But... Before that, I'd lived in Scotland. I've lived in a million different places, classic yeah. ADHD. <laughs> Before that, I lived in Scotland. And in Scotland, I'd met this American doctor who came and stayed at the hotel that I stayed at, or psychiatrist. And he told me this huge spiel about how people get way over-diagnosed in America.
0: Oh. And that was quite a well-known
1: thing with ADHD. And I was like, oh, we okay, didn't. yeah, that is interesting because I knew the ADHD rates were way higher in America and it was more like openly spoken about. At this point, I had no, no thoughts whatsoever that I had ADHD. Okay. I then my visa expired. I moved, I went to finish my university degree on exchange in Hawaii. Mm -hmm. Um, And there, I wasn't there long when I started to just have like a lot of mental issues. I think both around leaving Scotland where I loved and then also studying. Yeah. And being completely overwhelmed. And then I heard of a few sad things happening that didn't happen to me personally, but like impacted me really greatly. And I just had, for lack of a better word, like a bit of an emotional breakdown. Mm -hmm. And during that time, not helped, of course, that I was like in this new place with new people and suddenly gone back to studying. And I've always found studying incredibly hard and so on one hand, I was really highly stimulated and I loved what I was studying. I preferred university over there. Yeah. But um, on the other hand, I was very overwhelmed. Anyway, long story short, I go to the psychiatrist who i never met before. Mm. And within like 10 minutes, he's like, you have ADHD. And then he was like, here's the pills. Oh. I'm going to Europe for two months. <laughs> and I started taking the pills and I, f- like, I was like, okay. And at the time, I called my parents up and they laughed and they were like, there's no way, da But again, my parents know and knew nothing about ADHD. Yeah. As did apparently nobody in this whole country because we now have this whole generation of undiagnosed people anyway who are now learning they've been diagnosed. Yeah. Particularly women at an older age.
0: Because I think like when, especially when I was growing up, it was like just this one boy in your class was diagnosed yes. with ADHD and it was
1: really obvious and even yeah. now as a teacher it is really obvious those kids yeah right we see it in a lot of kids and it's also hard to tell who does have ADHD who's just addicted to their phone and like has other <laughs> issues but like it is crazy to me where I'm like if you think about your whole life and all the teachers you had yeah and like School principals, or you know, depending how involved they were, but I went to a small Catholic school where mm-hmm. the school principal was very involved in our lives. School counselors, school guidance counselors, uh, career counselors, yeah, doctors, psychologists, all these people throughout my life. And I'm like, I just wish one person, yeah, had been like, Hey, I think you've got ADHD. Mm-hmm. And so, I got told I had anxiety when I was 22. And that to me was like, oh, thank God, there's a name for it. Yeah. And I found it a huge relief. But then through the years as I've tried all the anxiety things, I've had this huge like, mm, this isn't working. Or I've been on medication and I'm like, that wasn't working. And so I think I knew there was something else – I actually thought there were about eight other things. Yeah, okay. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. I, I knew that I had so many issue, issues, mm-hmm. um, quotation marks, and that I was outside of the normal. Mm-hmm. I knew that, but I thought I had about eight different things that yeah. caused me issues, um, you know, some to do with relationships, some to do with sound, some to do with all these different things. And I'm like, I think at some point in my life, when I was younger, it sounds awful, but I'm like, I think some kind of trauma happened to me that I don't remember. Yeah. That that was what I kind of thought. But what I found is my life has gotten harder and harder every year, and I, like, knew something was wrong. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I would – I get so frustrated driving. Yeah. In, like, in Auckland, I would burst into tears. Yeah. I'd be so frustrated yeah. in traffic. And, and I was like, I know, I remember being on the highway being like, something is wrong and I don't know what it is. Yeah. And I also find that frustrating as a whole because it's like, I know there's a lot of people out there who are having the same experience, right? Where they're yeah. like struggling or people who have even like died because of it, you know? And it's like, that is really stressful to me. and And it also just feels, it also just feels unfair because part of me feels like, maybe i've not been on my right life journey.
0: Yeah. Do you know what it means? Because I mean? if this diagnosis had entered sooner, yeah. and you were able to actually like tackle it and understand it. Yes. So much time has i you know.
1: You yeah, totally. And i like i wanted to go to broadcasting school when i was a teenager. That was always i was on that track. Yeah. And then it's like i literally Miss the deadline, yeah, which is classic me. Yeah. And well, we now know classic ADHD. Yeah, but it's like I missed the deadline when I was seventeen,
0: mm.
1: and you know stuff like that. And so that, then I was like, oh, I guess I'll go to uni. Yeah, you know.
0: And it mm. kind of sets up if you're like, oh, well, I just missed that deadline, but no, not understanding why. Yeah, then that sets you up thinking, oh, is this is this a me thing? Like, am I? Oh, this is who I am, like. Yeah, okay, cool. Like. I'm just this unreliable, can't find yes. a deadline
1: person. I was really like, ha ha ha, I'm just a mess, ha ha ha. Yeah, yeah can't meet deadlines, never on time, like all these things. And it, but but it, it was kind of, it was it's kind of cutesy and charming to a point.
0: Yeah. But then it's
1: actually really frustrating. Yeah. To live with that, and when other people have expressed frustration, I'm like, I feel for you, but I really feel for me. <laughs> Yeah, but also I, I think another thing is people get frustrated with you and you're like, I'm I'm frustrated with myself. Yeah. But a lot of the time you also don't know, you don't understand why they're frustrated because you're like, I have no bad intentions. Yeah. I'm just incredibly disorganized or yeah. I'm yeah. incredibly bad at, I've got time blindness or, uh, you know, anyway. Yeah. Sorry, that was a huge rant.
0: No, I love it. <laughs> so we're, we're, we're in America. And you've been diagnosed with ADHD. Oh my God,
1: yes, sorry. That was the most ADHD thing to, to have ever happened.
0: Yeah, where was I up to? So what, so you get given and, you, and you're and you taking this medication, but this person that's diagnosed you has gone off to Europe for two months.
1: Yes, and I, and I think it made, I think I took that medication and I think it made it worse. Okay. Like, like sorry, what it was, my kind of emotional breakdown. Like I yep. felt like I wasn't even in my body, yep. kind of. Yeah, yeah. Yes, and so then I was like, "Well, my parents know me better than anyone." Uh. Which I don't think they necess- I don't think they do it all, <laughs> but when you're in your early twenties, you think yeah. that, right? Yeah. And I think I even ran it past a few friends, and they're in their early twenties, and they don't know shit about ADHD. Yeah. Yeah, but I just remember I was living this really slovenly kind of life, where I had this messy. I've always had really messy rooms. Yeah. And that's also something that stressed me out because. It's embarrassing, and you know you're not meant to have a messy room. I've always had really messy rooms, but I was like not even going down to the kitchen. I lived in like a hostel. Yeah, I was not even going down to the kitchen to cook. Right, like I was actually I was just eating snacks, and I ate so much junk food, and I don't think that helped as well because I was just eating sugar all the time, and I was eating um, pancake. Mix, wow! Like I was just putting water in pancake mix and just like eating it with a spoon, which wow. is so bad. I know. I only bring that up because a friend was a friend mentioned that kind of recently. I was like, <laughs> yeah, you're in Hawaii, like eating pancake mix with a spoon. But that's the other thing, though, is I feel like I would never tell people really what I was up to because on the odd yeah. odd occasion I did like that, yeah, they judge you, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they're like, oh, what? No, you're not really doing that, are you? Oh, no, you're not really. That's not really what you're doing, is it? You know? Yeah. And so it's like, so you actually stop telling people. Yeah. And But you continue to live like that. Yeah. Yeah, so I just had this weird thing where what was amazing is in America, I really saw, at least at that university, it was University of Hawaii in Mānoa, and I really saw like a, Accessibility at that school okay. Do you know what I mean Like I got I got given the stamp Of yeah. ADHD And they're like This is what you're going to do You're going to go to the psychologist So I was going to a psychologist And then they're like We've informed your lecturers oh. And so then they talk to you And they're like We're going to do this And this and this and this yeah. To like accommodate you mm-hmm. And I was like Oh my god This is amazing I yeah. feel like I had this three years at Vic Where I was Everything I did was handed in like Everything I did yep. was sloppy even though I'd spent so long on it, I stayed up all night, you know, like I wouldn't eat. It was, I was always, it, it was always met with harshness, if that yeah, makes sense. Yeah. And then. Um, Just no compassion. No compassion, no compassion. And then in America, they were so nice about everything. Yeah. And so it's like, when I had to take tests, I, um, they would put me in a separate room and I had more time and stuff mm, like that. Yeah. And then when I had to hand in an assessment, I, I was writing and writing and rewriting this essay and I didn't have an essay. What I did have was a, a drawing journal full yeah. of plans. Yeah. And my lecturer was like, well, show me that. Oh. He was literally like, well, I'll mark that. Wow. And I was like, damn, that is cool. And what, what else you could do in America? Uh, well, sorry, Hawaii. Acknowledging that Hawaii technically yes. never gave up Sovereignty, you know. Anyway, yep. what you could do there was oh the extra credit thing, oh. which is so great because if you're bad at essays, yeah, you're bad at essays. I'd have all the ideas, yeah. I just wouldn't, I I wouldn't be able to put them in a in a good way. Yeah. Right in New Zealand, it's essays or bust, and it's thirty percent of your grade or whatever. Yeah. You then get a grade, and in, and then in, in um, universities in America, you can do extra credit where oh. it's like go out to this literal hip hop dance show, write a hundred (gasps) words and you get an extra 5% on your grade. And so it was like, that's amazing. Yes. And it was like my time to shine because I'm like, I cannot write an essay, but boy, oh boy, can I go watch a lot of hip hop shows. (laughs) And so, and so I really was loving the learning and I was loving how accommodating they were. And I've never been so passionate suddenly about learning things as I was there. Yeah. But, but I was also going through this huge struggle with no real support system, yeah, um so it was God, the weirdest time.
0: and did you continue taking the medication? because I'm no. assuming you you got X amount, and then you we would have had to like renew it,
1: yes, yes. and and when I look back on that, and even at the time, it annoyed me that this man was like, "Here, take this new medication, buy' him off to Europe, Yeah, And there was no like, I'm passing you over. It was like, I'm off to Europe. We'll check in in two two months. It's like, sorry, you should be checking in with me in the first week. Yeah. Like, I wish he'd pass me on to someone else. Mm -hmm. Because, yeah, you've got to check in with people when they're suddenly on new medication. Yeah. And as I said, like, I had no support system. I took the medication. I was, I got real dark, real emotionally dark. Yeah. And so I actually stopped taking it. Okay. Yeah, I stopped taking it. So that was my initial ADHD journey. Interesting. Years ago. And I wish, I, looking back, I feel like an idiot. But it's like, I didn't know much about ADHD. No yeah. one in my life knew anything about ADHD. And that's why I'm actually excited that now it's becoming more, I don't know if it's mainstream, but like what social media is doing, yeah. where you're, everyone's learning more about ADHD this is awesome. People are understanding if they have it. I literally want to send an email to every boss I've ever had, every teacher <laughs> I've ever had, yeah. everyone I've ever known across multiple countries and be like, just so you know, remember how I was fucking crazy. If you ever come across <laughs> anyone like this again, please know it's possibly ADHD. Yeah, And like, I try so hard and you screw things up. Like, yeah. oh my God, I was a porter at a hotel and I accidentally damaged two cars in one week <gasps> and it was so embarrassing and I was so embarrassed because I'm like I've gone through my whole life with a clean slate yeah and here I am working as a porter and I damaged two cars and and ugh, because we had this we'd we had this tiny car park and you just crammed yeah yeah the guys I worked with were way more confident drivers than me and they'd cram in a million cars and then I'd try and get them out and I yeah. just would fail. Anyway. And is
0: this in like on a left hand side of the road country driving? Or is uh, this on yes, another Yes, yeah. yes,
1: yes, yes. Yeah, this is in <laughs> Queenstown. Okay. But like another place I lived. There's many, many places <laughs> I have moved to seeking new stimulation, I guess. But yeah, like you know, stuff like that, and it's it's like so yeah. embarrassing when you're I've tried my whole life to be perfect and I've spent my whole life, I guess, masking this thing that I didn't know I was masking. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Before we carry on with the interview, I just wanted to quickly jump in and say that this episode was made possible thanks to the generosity of my friends over at Colossal. Colossal is an award-winning production company specializing in circus, performance, and design, creating diverse, innovative, and world-class experiences. They kindly gifted me their Squid Studio to record this episode in, and as an independent podcast producer, all of these moments really add up. And help the work here at That's So Chronic continue. It's kind of like when listeners drop a little five-star rating or review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Okay, back to the interview. Wow, so this diagnosis happens. Yeah. And then how many years since, like, how many years would that ago would that have been?
1: That was in 2013. Okay. So last year in 2020, in it was actually just before we went into lockdown in August twenty twenty. My like a week before lockdown, maybe my my counselor. Oh no, she said it a few weeks earlier, and then the next she said maybe she's actually South African. And she was like, maybe I think you should maybe just just consider just keep an open mind and maybe look into ADHD. And I was like, all right, lady. And then I and then I did research, was and that, I was like,
0: was that the first time anyone's like mentioned ADHD since yes. sin overseas.
1: Okay. Oh, well, except in case my friend Christine mentions this, <laughs> she said she brought it up and other people might have as well, yeah. but my memory is shite because of ADHD, which mm-hmm. again, people have always got mad at me for my shite memory. My long-term memory is excellent yeah. and I never forget a face, but people get, so actually possibly other people have brought it up. Yeah. Christine said when we were studying, because <laughs> Christine's a performer friend, but we studied you need to get a teaching. And she said she's never seen anyone struggle as much as I struggled that year. Okay, And that year did almost break me. And she said that once, I think at a cafe, she was like, have you considered this? And I'm like, oh yeah, they diagnosed me, but it wasn't true. And so I'm sure, I'm sure someone else has said it <laughs> as well. Because I even did a show slash, that was a podcast recording that was me talking about my life, and I included in that. Oh, they diagnosed me ADHD. They weren't correct, and I'm like, that's on the internet somewhere. How embarrassing! I again wish someone was in the crowd who's like, girl, you've got ADHD. Like, go get yeah. tested. But enough people, it's just not in. It's not in the. It's not in the normal, normal realm of knowledge. Not no. only is it not in the normal realm of knowledge. Like a lot of doctors and and you know teachers and because. I mean, I I went through a whole year of doing a master's training and teaching. Yeah,
0: and was it ever brought up?
1: Never. Wow. Never. And that has pissed me off yeah. too, right? And 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 I've been worked in situations where I tell people where I'm like I have ADHD because I was I was honest with my old workplace who were absolute sweethearts, and then I was at, mentioned it to my new workplace, but you realize how unfriendly and how yeah, I mean, I, I obviously always was aware of accessibility yeah. for um, for some um, disabilities, but when it comes to, like, neurodiversity, it's like, you, God, I've really realised how unfriendly most school situations are okay. for things like yeah. that. And
0: because I think, like, people just don't really... Like, this might come across in the, in the most strange way, but, like, people kind of just see teachers as teachers rather than, like, people yeah things going on for them yeah teach does that make any sense yes it
1: does it does and yes i i do wish all my colleagues knew more Mm -hmm. because i constantly feel like i'm doing extra work to clarify or to sorry what is this about or yeah wait what's happening now uh yeah, like communication could be clearer and um, deadlines could be clearer and all that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, because there's a lot going on and, and that's, that's I think, why ADHD really hit me like a bus was just how much I was struggling with teaching
0: mm-hmm.
1: because of, mainly because of the admin side of it. Yeah. The social side of it, fine. The relationship yeah. side of yeah. it, fine. It's all the admin that yeah, I was wow. really struggling with. And what so- What was the
0: question? <laughs> There was no question. Oh, so, cool, cool, cool. So your psychologist, no, your counsellor has said, all right, so maybe you should
1: look into ADHD. This is at the beginning of yeah, um, uh, Mid 2020. Mid-2020. Oh, July 2020. Okay. The next time we talked, I got on the call and I was like, I think I I think I think do have ADHD. And she's like, "Oh, hey, hon, you absolutely have ADHD. <laughs> and then so she talked me through some stuff and she's really great. And I was like, oh, shit. And I cried and I was so relieved. And I went straight in and I told my two bosses because I felt really validated at that time. And I felt extremely validated. And then then lockdown happened. Right. And it was August and then it was September and then it was October and then it was November and then it was December. And I just, I was in Auckland, sorry, to confirm. And I hated it and I really struggled. And I thought, I thought I would go back to my old job but I just had a really rough time and I was going to do a show that got canceled. I was going to do shows at the improv fest and yeah. I couldn't go to that. We were meant to put on a Christmas show, couldn't do that. I felt really down yeah. and I was like, if this, I'm going to go back to Wellington, but this is a classic me. Like, did I give it enough thought and contemplation and toss it up? No, not really. Uh, you know, I just yeah. like made a rash decision. I took the first job. That accepted me because I felt validated, um, and I moved back to Wellington and I'm like, "Oh God, I'm once again starting new in a new place, a new flat yeah, but rebuilding like past relationships, and oh God, I just once again made my life so difficult for myself." Yeah. And this yeah. is
0: like so soon after like actually getting your diagnosis. Yes. Yeah. Yes.
1: Well, exactly. So you're and still actually navigating my counselor too. Yes. And my counsellor was like, You shouldn't go or whatever. And I was kinda <laughs> just like, I think I should. And, yeah. Yeah. And and so then what happened is I made a booking I made a booking like last year, I think in in lockdown I made a booking for the actual diagnosis test. Okay. And which I then had in February. So at the time you had to make bookings like six months out okay. and actually that was annoying too because i kept forgetting to yeah. book or i kept forgetting to follow up like places i'd email a place when yeah. i remembered they'd email back the forms and then it's like i'm not going to fill out the forms over adhd yeah. <laughs> which is what i'm trying to get you to diagnose surely the fact that i'm not you've not heard from me again is enough to diagnose yeah. me with adhd <laughs> um no but yeah so what people don't know is there's not many people in new zealand i mean classic and i'm sure this ha- comes up all the time on your podcast there's not many people who like actually can diagnose it yeah and now there's thousands of people trying to get diagnosed. Yeah, and and it feels so urgent. Especially, I think the older you are, the yeah. more urgent it feels. Or like depending on your life situation, it feels so urgent. And I actually get jealous. Like I'm on the ADHD New Zealand Facebook page, or whatever, some you know whatever yeah, it's yeah. called. And I see people being like, "Yay, I'm 19 and I'm finally di- <laughs> finally diagnosed." And you're like, "Fuck you!" Also happy for you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so happy for you. Your life's going to be easier. But I'm also jealous because if yeah. I got diagnosed at, at 19, yeah. things might have been different. Yeah,
0: and it's hard to not reflect on that. Yeah. Um, yeah. God, especially when we're in lockdown and th- oh, you know, like God,
1: I I just yeah, my thoughts. My thoughts are not my friend, and I spend a lot of time avoiding my thoughts, to be honest. And lockdown was really, really rough. Mm -hmm. It was really rough. And it it felt rough to feel like you didn't have control over your life. Yeah. And so, yeah, I just was like, get me out of here, get me to Wellington. And my friend, once again, Christine, who's like a a wise... (laughs) Shout out to Christine. (laughs) My wise sage friend. Is that what I mean? A wise... Why sage? Do you say sage? I don't know. Or is that just a herb? That anyway. is a herb.
0: You can like sage a room. You can like Oh, yeah.
1: It. <laughs> I've got a wise friend, Christine. Yeah. <laughs> and Christine was like, COVID's also going to come to Wellington. And like, it's also an issue yeah. here. Yeah. So stay there. And I was like, no, I want to change. I take my job. and And now I'm at my new job. And I'm like. I miss, not that I hate my new job, but I miss my old job and I miss my old co-workers. And yeah, yeah. and I'm like, damn it, once again, I was crazy and impulsive and not crazy, but also crazy. I know you're not meant to use crazy, but it describes me well. <laughs> um, yeah, anyway, yeah, so I just, what was I saying again? And I'm so, so that was
0: the diagnosis. Did you start on
1: treatment? Yes. Yeah, so I finally got diagnosed in February. Oh, do you know what, though? You have to You have to book out, as I said, like six months out. It's even longer now, I think. You have to diagnose six months out. And I was like, okay, oh, a Wednesday, 4 p.m., perfect. Oh, shit, yeah. In, in six months. Yeah. <laughs> Some random Wednesday in February, I'm like, great. There'll be nothing on that day. It was like the 25th or something, and I was like, you know, when you have that day, mm. I'm like, my whole life – is now just waiting yeah. for this date yeah. And I was like what could possibly be Like I'm a teacher School finishes at 3 to yeah. 3.30 That'll be fine It just so happened That was parent teacher interview <gasps> day
0: You're kidding I know it was
1: crazy And I had <sighs> to be like And it sounds so bad And I ended up taking the test at school <gasps> Because this parent teacher interview Went to like 6 or something and But I had to ex- block it out Like this big chunk of time and be like, I'm sorry, I have this appointment that I made six months ago. And it was so crazy to be like meeting and talking to parents (laughs) and then like running over to do this interview. Like on, I had to ask this counsellor, like, sorry, can I use your office? Because I also thought that was the other thing. I thought I have my own small classroom, but two of us were put in there for oh, the. Oh right. F- and I was like, oh crap! I was going to on the slide do yeah. this video call, um, to get diagnosed anyway. So that was funny even in itself.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and how did that go? Like that was the moment they were like, yes, yeah, you've got it.
1: Oh, it was so funny. I was I was so stressed because it is ninety minutes. Oh and wow. I had But I had so much to say. And and she kind of said, it's 60 minutes of us talking to each other, and then 30 minutes, I'll say some things. And I said, okay, cool. I've just written a few notes. Can I just read them? And I think for an hour, I read my 20 pages of evidence. So I didn't even let her run the meeting, but I just had to – oh, I just – I guess you – you have that big fear that you won't get diagnosed and yeah. you're like, so help me God, I'm going to prove myself right now.
0: And that is part of the diagnosis process as well, isn't it? Like they historically have to look at what you were like growing yes, up. Yes. Yeah. yes,
1: I think usually they lead it, but I was just like, <laughs> look, I am red D. Yeah. I also like far out. Once you get started, you're like, cause, cause all I did was I, I Googled like a, um, AD common ADHD traits in women or whatever, and yeah. the things that came up or like, And then I just wrote, oh, there was this one time, oh, there was this one time. And there were literally things that was like, my friends told me they were pregnant and I got so excited, I just ran and jumped off a bank and sprained both my ankles. Do you know what I mean? Like stuff like that where you're like, oh, wait, yeah. Yeah. A lot of- Something was going on. Something was- Oh my God, something was going on. Yeah. And and I actually got irked. I think it was in lockdown, actually, that an article came out on the spinoff that was like, oh, all these people, I I mean, I shouldn't diss it, but I kind of want to diss it. Yeah,
0: yeah, No, I know what you're talking about.
1: Oh, all these people are self-diagnosing with ADHD. And I was like... It was a huge narrative that was being pushed
0: in the country. Yes,
1: we are literally self-diagnosing because no one is diagnosing us. (laughs) And thank God for TikTok and the internet that we now realise, hey, we are being validated and we have um, explanation for our lives being hard and difficult and to be quite honest like awful a lot of the time yeah and that article really yeah that really pissed me off because it was like oh people are just self-diagnosing now and it's like if more people knew about adhd and what it looks like and is along with a whole bunch of other things we wouldn't be having to do this but yet i am here as living proof hundreds of people have never seen it in me and then thousands of people have never seen it in me i trained to be a teacher. One of the people that people expect to see it in people, yeah. and I myself expect to s- for people to see it. Yeah, my teachers didn't see it. Yeah, and I think it's because I was like such a good girl. Do you know what I mean? Quotation yeah. marks.
0: Yeah, and because you you knew how to make it all work for you. Like you knew how to use the system. You knew how to like hmm. to do the thing so that it would look like you were doing it yes. well or right.
1: Yes, and 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 something else I've learned about. I don't know if it's ADHD or neurodivergence neuro, um, in general. Oh, sorry by the way, if I used, I've I've recently learned that I use neurodiversity wrong, and I'm going to use neurodivergent. But anyway, we're
0: something it's something
1: we're learning every day. Every day is a challenge. <laughs> uh, no, um, I oh, it's taking things literally. Oh. I've always been super literal in my interpretation of things. Yeah, and interesting. And I'm like that actually goes back to being a child and being told you can't do this, you can do this, you can't do this, you can do this, that is bad for you, do not do that. It's like smoking. It's like I've never smoked, like I don't intend to ever, cigarettes, because it's like I learnt in a real intense way smoking is bad for you as a child and it really stuck, you know? So I'm just so like, no, I got told that was a rule, so I know not to do that. And I think in a way, then you're like, well, I knew the rules of school, I knew that I didn't want to go to the dean's office, whatever. (laughs) So I know what I have to do to follow the rules, to not break the rules. And to
0: kind of like mask what's happening behind, like what's actually happening inside me.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yes. But then I think, yeah, it's interesting as well because I think the older we get, the more we reflect and we think about things and we learn more about other people. That obviously when you're younger, I just thought my life was normal
0: yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Because yeah, yeah. you don't know any different. No, exactly.
0: And were you able to start treatment once you had been diagnosed?
1: Uh yes. If by, do, by treatment, do you mean medication? Any sort of treatment. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so I started on medication immediately. I was like, get me on this that day. It actually took a few weeks, and I was like, that's annoying. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so it took a few weeks to come through, and then I started on it. I have an issue where, boy oh boy, I forget to take it. Yeah. Because of course I do because yeah. of ADHD. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I forget to take it a lot, um, but I'm, I'm, I got, I got good in the routine, and then we had school holidays and, uh, it, and it jumbled me up again. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, because what I've learnt is that you know stick to the routines has mm-hmm. been a big thing. Yeah. Yes, and I've never had any routines, and <laughs> but it's also difficult because school. I'm a high school teacher, so we don't have the same schedule every yeah, day. Yeah. So it is always totally different, which in some ways good, stimulating. Mm-hmm. On other ways, chaos. Yeah, just chaos.
0: <laughs> Do you find that the medication works? Like it helps you?
1: Yes. I yes. I have um, I have a lot of energy problems. I always have. And so when I was younger, I would come home from school, I would eat a kg of wedges. I wish I was joking. <laughs> Um, as a teenager, and then I would just lie on the couch and I would watch TV. Yeah. And I've had a big TV thing, which I know you you know because you've watched a lot of TV with me. Mm-hmm. But I I really got to a point in life where I was like, my main and only hobby is watching TV and I can watch TV endlessly. And again, I've now learned that's like an ADHD thing. Ah. And it, 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 well, it's got to do with energy. Yeah. It's got to do with being something you're addicted to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I I get so like tired at the end of the day. Yeah, I just come home and watch TV. And when I started my teaching career, and at the start of this year, I was just coming home and sleeping. Yeah, um, napping and then waking up and then sleeping again. It is so exhausting, so exhausting, and so um, the medication when I remember to take it helps me actually stay energised. Okay. Because that's what was frustrating as well. I was always like, coffee doesn't seem to work for me. Yeah. And coffee gave made my anxiety worse. Yeah. I was I always stayed away from energy drinks because, you know, they're bad for you. Again, the rules thing, yep. Yep. they're bad for you. So I didn't drink energy drinks except for any time I had an essay due the next day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so that's something I've still, I'm still working out how yeah. to yeah. work out I guess mm-hmm. yeah and I still need to do some other things like I've been looking into my recent obsession of looking into something is the body keeps a score do you know the body oh, keeps a yeah, score? oh yeah yeah
0: I have I I know of it
1: yeah yeah I, I've been kind of obsessively looking into that because only because we had a child psychologist come in and talk about trauma in the body and I was like oh, oh my god you're describing my life which was not <laughs> the point point. Um, and so found that really interesting yeah and that's a big, like, yeah. So I'm trying to be like, oh, I need to do some more things to get my body and my mind, yeah. whatever. Yeah, but it, it also feels frustrating. Like, I wish there was a magic fix. Mm-hmm. I wish I could get injected with something. <laughs> yeah. And be fine for six months and then just come back and yeah. get injected again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I'm i also just trying to be like, routines, Learn lots of hacks that are on the internet yeah. for things that help. Um, because it's so, you know, I forget to take my medication every day and people are like, just set an alarm. It's like, oh, baby, baby. <laughs> I have so many alarms on my phone. I've been ignoring alarms since yeah. phones were invented. You think suddenly I'm going to have an alarm and 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 consciously go, ah, yes, it is time to take my medicine. I'm now going to walk over to my medicine. I wish I could do that. Yeah. Yeah. I wish I yeah. could do that. But I'm trying to take it with food mm-hmm. to be like, oh, food, also time for medicine. Yeah. But then I miss meals all the time. Okay. Yeah. But but to curb that, I'm also trying to carry up and go with me wherever I go. Okay. Yeah. That's so good. that's something. Yeah. I'm so to conclude... I guess I'm drinking more up and go.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Maybe, oh, well, we can't do like association of medicine with up and go because maybe there's quite a lot of up and go. So what up and go would be the one? Well, exactly,
1: exactly. (laughs) Yeah. You
0: are quite open with sharing your story with ADHD. You Mm -hmm. have a comedy show that I got to see, Anxiety the Musical. And I don't know if you remember, but the day that I was going to be in the audience in Auckland, you sent me a text and you were like, Jess, it's not an actual musical. I just need you to know that. I was like, Marie, it's fine. I'm going to love whatever it is that you do. Yeah. And you do talk a bit about your journey, I guess, in your show. What is it like, you know, finding the funny in your situation or finding things and feeling inspired to talk about it publicly or like in front of an audience.
1: Yeah. Well this year, so, so last year I did anxiety, the musical and I didn't know I had ADHD then, but again, probably half the audience (laughs) if they knew could tell. Um, and there's stuff you reflect on where you're like, Oh yeah, that is obviously ADHD. And so this year I was going to do ADHD, the musical, but, um, the comedy fest was canceled RIP. Yeah. But so I'll do that next year. And I'm hoping I still, you know, feel inspired to do it. Yeah. Um, and I've not just completely gone off the idea because that's what I find hard about performance mm. and festivals is it's like six months out a year out they want your concept and it's like it's gonna be whatever I'm interested in at the time <laughs> anyway um how do I feel open about it I think there's a lot of things in my life where I'm I'm a big like everything's either funny or it's funny or sad or it's both yeah and like how do we make sad things? funny, like, it's maybe quite unhealthy, I don't know, but, like, laugh at things, things that have been annoying or difficult that were not funny at the time, can you make them funny now? I think almost, for me, it gives it a reason for happening. It justifies why something happened. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. And this is probably incredibly unhealthy. I do not know. Like, you probably shouldn't overshare... Well, maybe, who cares? Yeah. But I genuinely um, I genuinely enjoy it, but I also, it's almost a mouthpiece. I feel the aggressive need to get things out. Yeah. And so yeah. like now, it's just like doing this podcast, it's like, I want more people to understand ADHD mm-hmm. because I want people to be more like, hey, please don't take this the wrong way. Hope you're not offended. Have you ever considered you have ADHD? Yeah. Yeah, and stuff like that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And my thing my thing with doing Anxiety the musical as well is it's like I was living with anxiety. I was l- living with ADHD without realising. But it's like if people can come and be like, oh, I can relate to that or at least empathise yeah. with that, then that's kind of this bigger purpose, I guess. Mm-hmm. So I'm like quite serious about it. But then I'm actually like, I make quite silly and dumb theatre. So it's like, as a result, you have this kind of quite quite a silly show, but I guess with kind of a serious yeah. underpinning under all that.
0: Yeah, and I that's remember, what I find interesting. I remember walking away just feeling so proud of you that you had oh, created you. that our show. You know, it was it was great.
1: Oh, thank you. That means a lot. I definitely um, I make myself sick with worry and stress. And I, you know, before it, I'm like, why did I sign myself up for this? Yeah. And sometimes even after that, when you're feeling completely burnt yeah. out, but I loved it. And maybe, maybe, it's, maybe there's something about getting external validation or yeah. something, but <laughs> I just do love it. Yeah. And, and there's a lot of times where I'm like, why am I doing this? Why am I doing this? And I had some bad, I've had a few bad experiences with. In theatre, and I've had lots of great experiences, Mm -hmm. but that's actually made me a bit wary of kind of working with others or others relying on me, Mm. which actually led me into doing solo work. Yeah, interesting. Which actually then, as default, I'm like, oh, I'm I'm suddenly doing comedy, because of course I'm doing comedy, because... I'm just a comedic person, naturally, I guess. Sorry if you've not felt that listening uh, to this podcast.
0: I have felt it. But
1: um but yeah, I just like I don't know. Yeah, it comes naturally to you. I guess it does. It's hard when when you're sitting in a room by yourself and you're trying to work out what is funny, it's actually really hard to. Yeah. I think. This is another thing about ADHD is well, or anxiety or both. Who knows? I don't even really know. Look on Doctor TikTok, yeah. find out there <laughs> now. Nah. Uh, but like, oh, I lost my train of thought. Wait, um, something about ADHD. Oh, when you. you don't oh, know people to say trust your gut, and it's like I've tried to trust my gut my whole life. My gut is not responding. <laughs> is not responding whatsoever. So I think a lot of the time you're like, oh, I'll just try and do this thing and hopefully it lands. Yeah. Which is quite psychotic, because there's this actually this thing in comedy and theatre where it's like in comedy, it's like you should get up on stage a lot, you do your material a yeah. lot, test it, see if it's funny. Well I get terrible anxiety doing that. Yeah. And I feel sick. I feel yeah. physically sick. So I hate doing mm-hmm. that. But and then it's the same with theater. To make good theatre, you need to show a lot of people, get yeah. their feedback yeah. on it. I, honestly, my rejection sensitivity dysmorphia cannot handle, handle it, that. Yeah. <laughs> so I just instead make a show in isolation, get up on stage and cross my fingers and hope for the damn best.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: And it's pretty unconventional, but I also know I am not letting down anyone Yeah. in that process.
0: Yeah. Like the yeah. only
1: person I can let down, I guess, is myself.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And if the show's shit, It's only me who's going to be hurt or something. Yeah. Yeah. With
0: the trust my gut thing, there's a tweet that I saw and it's like, trust my gut, the thing that can't even handle dairy.
1: Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. My gut's struggling with beans right now. And I've always hated when people say that. And I'm like, my, people don't realize some people's guts are telling you nothing. And it's only recently after the child psychologist visited a few weeks ago and I've, and listening to the body, the body Keeps the Score, I'm like, my body gets so stuck in I don't know so often, yeah, I actually need to take I don't know as a no, yeah. if that makes yes. sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. my body physically will stop me from doing something. Yeah. And I've always just been kind of like, oh, well, like, we're on this train, go with it. Yeah. And it's like, no, actually, you should take that as, if that's not a resounding yes, Yeah, that's not a resounding yes. And there's yeah, there's been a few situations where, like, I so I'm gonna do Anxiety the Musical in Wellington at at last, Mm -hmm. third time lucky, and Bat sent me some dates and I was just panicking about them because it was like the first week of next term. But -hmm. they were like, these are our only dates for the year, and it was only when they said, oh, we gave them to someone else. First, I was angry, and then I realised I was relieved. Yeah, yeah. Like they said, we gave them to someone else, but we've got these dates for you. And I'm like, oh, those work perfectly. Yeah, I can say yes with ease. I'm not having this kind of, ah, it's not a good situation, but it's my only option. Yeah.
0: It's not an I don't know feeling.
1: Yeah. 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 So I've got to work out that my gut, yeah, if I'm not legit excited in my body about something, it's a no. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if that's related to ADHD or anxiety, but anyway- It's in the podcast, so.
0: (laughs) (laughs) If someone is listening to this episode and they are on this path where they're trying to get a diagnosis, maybe they've put in that appointment, they've requested an appointment and they've got a six to nine month wait or Mm. however long it is. Is there any sort of like, is there something you'd like to say to them? Like any
1: sort of gem of wisdom perhaps? You've got this. (laughs) (laughs) I am, no, I, I think like I would look up like, do some research yep. and be like, okay, you can't move that date forward, unfortunately. What you can do is, like, look into how your life can be easier with ADHD. Yeah. And also, like, not... Maybe not maybe not relevant for everyone, but you know the spoon theory yep. as well. Like, the spoon theory, because that is important because you might not realise how taxing something is for you. Yeah. And so don't try and have a chore day maybe where you try and get all the cleaning, all the laundry done because you're going to wipe yourself out. But is there one small thing you can try and do every day? And yeah, so I'd look for that kind of advice. And also like, gosh, I've really changed my tune on, you know how doctors will be like, oh, meditate. or like, oh, go for a walk. (laughs) And it's like, I know, I know, I know. Do try to actually do that type of thing. Something, try and get out of bed yeah, you know, yeah. the thing that I found really helpful was to something I would do was is just leave. Especially if you're feeling really down, you're in bed, and we know ADHD often comes with anxiety, depression. You know, other yeah. secondary things. If you're if you're in bed, maybe this is just depression related. Anyway, everyone take this advice. If you can't get out of bed, something that I would do is just go out into the world, like maybe have a plan, maybe don't. Yeah. Go to the cafe or like go to the library or go. I wouldn't get, I wouldn't necessarily bathe. I wouldn't necessarily shower well. yeah. Do you know what I mean? But actually just try and get out. Yeah. Um, and I know that's really difficult. Probably not ADHD specific, mm-hmm. but like, I like this, the advice of one day at a time, if you can't do one day, do one hour. If you can't do one yeah. hour, do one minute, uh, because it is a long way off the diagnosis. But what can you do? What routines can you put in your life that will help? Um, and if you can't even get that far, how can you? What you can you decide to do to get out of bed? Yeah. And so, what works well for me is like treats. So if you know like. I'll go get a mocha or I'll go get a donut or I'll, and if you don't know a good donut store near you, look one up and just decide to walk there or bus there. Go somewhere where you interact with people and just try and not stay in your bed and in your thoughts.
0: Yeah.
1: Also TV, (laughs) also podcasts. I'm trying to replace all my TV with podcasts at the moment and it's going quite well.
0: Oh, that's great.
1: Yeah. Anyway, that I don't know if that's ADHD specific, but definitely like hang in there um and just one one minute at a time.
0: Yeah, that's perfect.
1: Yeah. One minute
0: at a time. And
1: also things that aren't in your control like your workplace, how can you make them work better for you? Do yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. I now just fully take earplugs <laughs> and my headphones yeah to work. Yeah. And obviously I don't wear them a lot of the time because I'm with students, yeah. <laughs> but when I'm not with students, I'm putting earplugs in and I'm putting music and mm-hmm. I'm listening to my calming music. Yeah. And also I've recently learned brown noise. Have oh, you heard of brown noise?
0: Yes, I have. Yeah. And yeah. I was
1: listening to that and I was like, I'm on board. Yeah. I'm on Did you on board. tweet
0: about that recently? I feel like I maybe. saw something about brown noise.
1: Maybe. Or maybe I just retweeted something. I feel um, like it
0: was you that actually brought great. brown noise into my life. Great. Like I know about
1: it because you've talked about it. <laughs> yes, but you can't listen to music as well that you love too much because then you just get into it. Yeah. And I just used to, when I was studying, I used to listen to music that I loved and then you just end up making dance videos yeah. to Lizzo or whatever. And it's like, no, 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 focus. You need to listen to some like chillish music. For example, I listened to Ben Howard.
0: Oh, yeah. Is that like so- you got to keep your head... No, yes. something about head. Keep your head up, up. Oh. keep your heart
1: strong. <laughs> yeah, so that's what's also beautiful about Ben Howard is that it's it's kind of... Um, motivational. Motivational. <laughs> Motiva- and my other piece of advice is just listen to Special by Lizzo. Yes. Yeah. Because it always comes back to Lizzo. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Amazing. Thank you so much for chatting with me today and with everybody
1: listening. Thank you. I'm so sorry it's been so long. Yes. And I'm also just a disclaimer, obviously... I know nothing. (laughs) I read one article and have watched a lot of short videos on ADHD. Uh, But I know nothing. But guess what? Neither does anyone else, turns out.
0: And this is your lived experience. And there's so much value in sharing
1: that as well. Oh, yes. Thank you, Jess. (laughs) It's been great. Thank you. And please check out my show, ADHD The Musical, which I believe will be at next year Comedy Fest. (laughs) Touch wood.
0: I love it. (laughs) Oh my god, if you're following at thatsochronic So Chronic over on Instagram, you might have seen me share a story that I was literally crying with laughter while editing this episode. I feel so honoured to have been able to share a little part of Maria with all of you listening around the world today. Speaking of, I would love to see where you're listening to this episode from, so feel free to tag me on Instagram stories or send me a message. Sharing the podcast with other people who might enjoy it as well is one of the easiest and cheapest things that you can do to help support the show it helps that so Chronic reach more ears to not only spread awareness but more importantly hope thank you so much